0: Café, in taberna. Taberna.
1: We had a rigorous discussion, us, uh, myself, and my co-hosts. Uh, speaking of co-hosts, before I go on, because I have horrific ADHD, uh, here is Monsieur Chirilian back from prison.
2: Yeah, I was just, you know, gone for about a week because I needed some time to think about some stuff.
1: It's good to have you back, though.
2: I also didn't want to talk about drama too much. I, I, After the whole moto two proprio thing, I just wanted to like.
0: Yeah, yeah, my it can be is, very
1: draining. is
2: draining, but don't worry, I'll be here for uh, the foreseeable future.
1: All right, and as you already heard, classical theist is here. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, really quick, uh, we didn't address it. Uh, what Ed Condon and uh, JD Flynn did was based. And they did nothing wrong. And that is all we have to say about this. Correct, gentlemen? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Basically. Okay. But now that that's out of the way, this is an episode about <laughs> the disintegration of society and the creature, a preview of the creatures that man is turning into. We are discussing the phenomenon known as Chris Chan tonight. I have no yep. idea why.
2: We're reaching the end of history, the last man. Mm-hmm. Or should I say Chris Chan. But <laughs>
1: Uh C T, uh, you said you wanted to do this. I, I want you so I myself am somewhat of a Christorian myself. I'm more of a of an observer, you know, I'm I don't actively contribute to the wiki or all that madness, but uh, why why would a, a Catholic podcast by reactionary weirdos want to talk about this creature?
2: you want to give the quick rundown on who he is exactly.
1: Well, um
0: I th- I think I think Terillion is probably the most avid Christorians quote unquote among us, so maybe he should uh sort of give the rundown on okay. who he is.
2: Okay. So, Christian Weston Chandler is a turbo autist from Virginia. He's about 40 years old. Uh, his name right now is Christine Weston Chandler, and he is legally seen as a woman. God help us. Um, He was born to relatively old parents, you know, about 40 years ago. He has but the dad way older than the mom. Yeah, the mom was in her 40s and the dad was like in his 60s. Anyway, he's he's super autistic. And probably borderline mentally retarded. And it has caused him no end of in his life. And anyway, he became famous online for a really, really bad webcomic called Sonachu that combined Sonic and Pikachu. And he, very early on, people started trolling him a lot. And he unfortunately proved very, very easy to gaslight and became famous as one of the cows on the internet in fact he's kind of the platonic form of a lol cow in his responses to things
1: explain to the uninitiated what a lol cow is
2: well you milk cows for milk you milk lol cow for laughter
1: yes and so he christian was was jaded and a little bit tormented by many different trolls online Uh, Yeah,
2: people would do things like Convince him that he had to put His uh, Sonichu medallion Up his uh, Where the sun didn't shine In order to like Attain some end of his You know, he had weird illusions about They convinced uh, him Hmm?
1: They convinced him that Someone from Nintendo was interested In making a Sonichu game They uh
2: they convinced a line year old boy to pretend to be a girl who to pretend uh that was pretending to be interested in him. Uh they crashed a date of his uh with a man wearing a pickle suit.
0: Uh, Which it, wasn't a real date, by the way.
2: It was a real date. It's all a setup. Basically, the guy has lived in a simulated reality created by trolls for him. And things have only gotten worse over the years. And a very notable thing about him is that he's never been institutionalized. Right. Despite the fact that he has repeatedly proved to be a danger to himself and others. For example, he tried to run over the owner of a hobby shop who kicked him out for starting fights with the kids there. He's a complete man-child, incidentally.
0: Yeah, and and of course, like this 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 culminates with what he's been arrested for currently, which yeah. is, and we're not we're not gonna we're not going to get into any kind of like explicit description of some of his more disgusting and obscene acts. And I would advise looking into some of the stuff and and in, in any kind of yeah. In order to detail, looking, you'd advise against looking into it. But like, long story short, I mean, I mean, most of most of our listeners probably already know what happened. But you know, he just he took advantage of his own mother, who's like in her 80s, uh, not a very good person herself, by the way. But Consistent I think she's enabler. Yeah, she's probably has like dementia now, and uh, he basically started engaging in sexual acts with with her yeah and, and and it's kind of sick and and and, and from what i understand uh, he, he he sort of justifies this by saying you know this is my way to help her become like more in tune with her with her identity or something like that it, it's just
2: knowing knowing him he was probably gaslit into it by another troll
0: oh i mean Th- that that is... that is actually that he's he's also had this kind of like latent fascination for like the last 10 years yeah Um, yeah
2: so a a major thing with him is that you know sometime around 10 years ago he started he basically started transitioning uh and of course the funny thing is is that a lot of liberals and a lot of people including people who trolled him will think you know he's a complete nutcase and all that but but this is just completely separate from that. He's he's totally valid in so far as he is. Right. I mean,
0: this is why I kind of wanted to talk about this because I think that Chris Chan is, in many ways, well, what he's become could only have been enabled by characteristically contemporary reigning errors he is um
1: he is, he is one of know, the most I, and the thing is is that because he I think is, if i could say
0: like one like
1: uh-huh.
0: and, and and i've said i said this on twitter and elsewhere in order to be a uh, in order to be obedient to the reigning ideology of the current ruling class you basically have to believe that being like trans is the one aspect of Christian's life that is completely sane, normal, and healthy.
2: The thing is, is if you look at a lot of these days, a lot of them are like him.
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of what I want to say is like I want to get into with this is is like it, what would have been recognized like 10 years ago as obviously antisocial dysfunctional uh neurotic uh uh mentally ill behavioral behavioral patterns and tendencies has been able has been uh met with 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 Outlets that have emerged within the last like five years that have been able to normalize some of these tendencies and essentially make him indistinguishable from like uh, mainstream, whether it be like Twitch streamers or if I, if I could uh, quote someone, Discord e celebs, you know, you know what I mean?
2: If I could quote someone else okay if someone presented this of chris chan prior to the grandma rape to any rational being prior to maybe 2010 or 2012 even that individual would have quickly conceded that the only solution was permanent placement in a mental health facility nowadays people like chris chan are in government and it shows you just how rapidly things have escalated
1: and chris chris chan which is what the you know the trolls have called him for years he is one of the most documented people ever. Yeah. He has been living yeah. in, in something like the Truman Show movie. Go Wikipedia it. Yeah, uh,
2: we, we basically know almost everything he's doing for the past, well, like, 40 years. Like, so much of it is filmed, and
1: But it, it's really creepy. But so, because there's so much, it provides um, somewhat of an opportunity to kind of discuss all of the modern maladies. Um, uh, Chris Chan is my ultimate argument that no one in authority knows what they're doing and that we do not exist in a society. Yeah. That we do not live in a functioning polis at all.
2: Well, one of the fundamental reasons why he has not been institutionalized is because there's kind of a gray area in the United States and also Canada where you be mentally ill enough to be a danger to yourself and others but not mentally ill enough to be institutionalized against your will and mentally ill enough that you can get away with certain things and and sometimes get out of prison um, right it, it's it's really i don't think i have to tell you that
0: well like, like I, we also live like in, in 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 a situation where a great many of his of his I think most extreme episodes. Um I think that our our, our current um moral inventory our, our reigning moral inventory could only logically lead to the justification of a lot of that stuff today.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so bad right now that Wiki is still down. <laughs> well, like, I,
0: I, I'm watching, like, videos where, where like, these video essayists, uh, you know, give their rundown on the Christian situation. And a lot of them come to the conclusion that, like, the only thing wrong with what Chris Chan did to his mother was that, like, there might have been a lack of consent because of dementia.
2: I mean, never, and then you add the fact that both of them kind of can't consent.
0: <laughs> right <laughs> but i mean you see what i mean like our, our moral categories are so bankrupt and detached from 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 nature uh, that it's almost difficult using like i said our our current moral inventory to to even necessarily condemn much of what i think everybody intuitively recognizes as some of the most dysfunctional uh uh activities that he's engaged in over the past like 20 some years
1: yeah there's a lot of a lot of different angles that we could take this um but um i think that um the sexual confusion is something that we've we've actually so I'm, i'm looking at the uh the message you sent me ct about uh going over this and Um, The sexual confusion and trans acceptance are the two things that I think we've covered a lot, Um, but uh, one aspect that we can kind of talk about a little bit is um, the phenomenon of consumerism and modern socialization and how that kind of culminates in this spectacle of this very broken and evil creature. Which, by the way, is boomers and normies know about this now because it's on Yahoo. It's on the front page of Not Yahoo News. It's on the New York Post now. Which I think is very interesting. I always find it interesting when normal people, and what I mean by normal people is older people who aren't aware of internet culture, when they discover Chris, Chris Chan, just what, how they process it. Like if if it comes if, if any realizations come to your their mind at all,
0: yeah yeah I I I wonder about that too because you know he's he's sort of a he sort of has become like a permanent fixture in 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 in, in like the I guess peripheries of people who have been like online for a long time by now, you know?
1: Completely. So so something that very early happened to Christian is that how old was he when he was a kid? He was under 12, definitely under 10, when he won the KB Toy Sweet Stakes in the 90s, right?
2: He was like seven years old.
1: Yeah, and so he, he... Because he watched the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon every day. And uh, he ended up winning, basically, a shopping... Like, what was it? A $2,000... I think uh, it was $1,000. Yeah, it was a $1,000, like... Uh, shopping spree. Shopping spree, yeah. At KB Toys. Which just utterly made him surround himself with just all of this plastic garbage and video games. Uh, and I, I think that... Um, What's what's interesting is there is something now that uh, some observers have been researching for a while called pop culture paganism, mm-hmm. which is essentially literally spiritually like a spirituality that is literally centered around fictional franchises, corporate franchises and media like comic books and video games and, and literally worshipping these things as artistic artifacts that are that they believe are spiritual realities like thought forms yeah well i think that's that's very much um that very much
0: manifested itself in, in his life i mean you take a kid who obviously has uh profound uh, mental deficiencies and and is already disposed to not being able to properly distinguish you know fiction from reality and then you you add into his life all of these uh, you know portals to other worlds for lack of a better term, and he has no way to really integrate them within a a, a, a coherent vision of of uh, of of reality
1: but what's interesting to me is it's like you know franchises and consumerism replaces religion as a means for people living in a culture to find meaning and he he just has that on steroids and it's like he he literally believes in the uh, something called the d- dimensional merge uh which is that yeah. he believes that if the Toon universe, the cartoon universe, and the R universe are going to converge somehow and that he will become his own beautiful trans version of himself. Well, you know what's funny about this? It's like, can you really blame him necessarily for believing that when our pop
0: scientists basically... like, Think of people like Michio Kaku and uh, even, even Neil deGrasse Tyson they like in order to substitute for a religious cosmology of the world you have people like michio kaku coming out and talking about how the multiverse consists of you know endless alternate uh parallel possibilities that might have some sort of reality alongside of our world and 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 it's it's packaged in in this um in, in, in this way that's uh, commensurate with uh, a lot of what's most popular today in, uh, like, you know, sci-fi.
1: Look at uh, the latest Space Jam. Yeah. The, the awful Space Jam movie with... Uh, uh... LeBron, LeBron yeah, with LeBron James, uh, it, it's it's I've seen clips on YouTube, and someone tweeted that it's it literally feels like an algorithm ro- wrote this movie because it is so insane and nonsensical, and just has so many corporate franchises just shoved into it for the yeah. sake of them just being like, oh hey, I know that thing, uh, that it's it's just kind of disgusting and isn't So like if you go ahead.
0: Yeah, like if you take things like that, if you take the the semi justification for for Christians um bizarre like uh multiverse uh, cartoon metaphysics, right? Uh, that 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 you like that you get from the pop scientific community, you combine that with an additional academic justification for his own uh, sexual confusion, right? Um, And and, and you just add on to that, like, an additional moral justification for his... uh, excessive f- fascination in franchises and uh, and and then you you take these things and you apply them to someone who already has inherent uh mental deficiencies and, and an inability to distinguish uh reality from delusion and what are you going to get at the end of the day you you, you inevitably are going to get chris chan
1: absolutely yeah. yeah and it's it's, it's kind of uh, it, it's it's kind of because the thing of it is is I'm gonna tell a story um, and I have not told anyone this except for the my wife and a good friend of mine. Uh, so uh, prepare yourselves okay uh, Chris Chan so so as a preamble Chris Chan, uh, there was there was another um individual that I think is related to this and he was a mass shooter or attempted mass shooter um you, you the Danny Phantom killer Yeah. And so that was a uh, Randy Stare and so he shot up a supermarket and he believed that he was um by doing this, he believed that he there, there was a fictional character in the the old Danny Phantom cartoon. Amber McLean. Yeah, Amber McLean. That he believed that he was able to contact psychically from another realm, and that he would be able to eventually through doing this act, and that he, he would he was going to like do a suicide as well. That he was going to murder do you know kill a bunch of people, then kill himself. I think he only shot three people. Um, I believe there were there was four deaths, including himself. Um, and that he believed that once he did this, that he would ascend to the ghost zone and meet his fictional cartoon waifu. Um, there are many people on Tumblr that are have similar ideas, even though they don't act up violently things like other kin and you know the pop culture pagans are all related but i have my own story which is that i when i was in elementary school i had a friend who's um who we're just gonna call george okay george was had adhd he had severe adhd uh so bad that he was basically a completely different person when he was on uh his um, I believe he was on Ritalin Uh, but he convinced he tried to convince a friend of myself and another friend we were a small circle of of friends it was basically the three of us that hung out he essentially tried to convince us that through playing in the prey and this was like third or fourth grade that through playing in the program and doing Dragon Ball Z-style training, that we would be able to ascend to the Toons, Toon universe and meet the Teen Titans. And we were like kids, but we were like, me and my other friend, who we'll just call um, Roger, uh, Roger and I were like, is, is George serious? Like... This is insane, but he's acting like it's real. And he was acting so in character that it was real that it kind of scared us. Because we were like, well, is he actually like a psychic wizard or something? But then uh, we both were like, no, this is ridiculous. And we're going to break it to him that we're going to break it to George that we don't think this is real. And we went to talk to him. And told it, and he, and he, he, ba- I think he did a cope, but he, he was so smooth about it. He was like, "You guys passed the test. Uh, we can go to the next level now." Is all he said. And then he started talking about how basically the Diablo universe is real, and that he wanted to become a necromancer to kill Satan. I'm exaggerating that last part, but he did want to become a, a necromancer from the Diablo universe. Uh. And so, thinking about some of this, this this Chris Chan stuff recently, it it I had kind of a a small epiphany where I see that the Danny, you know, Randy Stare, the Danny Phantom shooter, uh, Chris Chan, and even my own personal experience are all kind of connected. That that there's just this that in the collapse of traditional society you just kind of have these these ghosts these fellahine i guess to use you know uh, Spangler's term wandering around i mean maybe fellahines not right but, but there there's these remnants these weird husks of people that are basically being conditioned through and and this is all obviously a first world you know phenomenon you know that you don't have such things in the the the, the third world but the safety of the first world combined with this oversaturation of media and the collapse of religious meaning just creates this schizopilled delusion that is actually more common than people think i i i want to say um well yeah
0: absolutely because like i i think in many ways what the uh proliferation of and and uh greater accessibility of and and maybe we could say greater integration of social media what that kind of reveals is that there are a lot of christians like way more than than, than we can even way way more than we could even fathom you know like they're well, you know, Argent used to say
2: I was basically Chris
1: Chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's true.
2: It's just a joke.
1: Keep yeah. going. Go ahead, C T.
0: Uh yeah, well, I mean I was just saying that like I think what we're what we begin to realize, especially uh within the last five years and uh, given the normalization of of um, you know sexual confusion and uh, gender ideology and not just that but but also just it's more um, extreme and and more niche uh, at least what used to be it's it's more niche elements like you know the you the, know the other kin stuff and, and things like that oh. what, what, what you really begin to realize is, is that um, you know Chris Chan ten years ago might have been seen as like this, this um, this rare, um, freak of nature, but I think the very conditions that that you were just talking about, Aaron, have 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 created like a pet, like like a petri dish for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of, Christ, of Christians to emerge, particularly within the last five years.
2: Well, I mean, just look at the uh, health minister of Pennsylvania and tell me that, like... Exactly. Like, like that person is not... That trans person is basically not Christian. Could I talk a bit about um where I was psychologically and emotionally in my late teens?
1: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, if, I... You, if you don't mind getting on Kiwi farms like all of us are inevitably going to be.
2: Oh, I don't fucking care what happens to me. Go <laughs> ahead, go ahead. You're talking to someone who well, yeah, anyway. Um, so in my late it was very, very socially isolated. Um I, I was basically a neat from with a few short shins from the ages of fourteen to twenty four. Um we'll say fourteen to twenty three. Yeah, I was a neat from the ages of fourteen to twenty three. Um 17 I had just gone through I guess what you could call a pretty bad Breakup And um, I started And actually when I was 16 we'll, we'll start there I started to get this idea That my internal Monologue Was some kind of like Conversation with God And that if I did The things that my internal monologue Were telling me which by the way were just completely Contradictory uh, I would reach this really, really, really specific height uh, that I really wanted to be. I wanted to be over six feet tall. I'm not a manlet. I just, I really wanted to be over six feet tall. Anyway, over time, uh, this became like a really serious, and I would start thinking, you know, Oh, God's gonna punish me if I don't like engage in this particular behavior and stuff like that. And I started developing like these weird metaphysical and spiritual views, like the idea that we're very, 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 very compatible with this kind of mindset. My conception of God was very, very weird at the time. Uh, it, you know, I, I had a lot of weird delusions about like belief shaping the nature of reality and stuff like that um you know which is very very common today you know stuff like thought forms and tulpas and all that
1: i mean even oprah winfrey promotes it
2: every even oprah winfrey promotes it the idea you know like that what you believe fundament will manifest itself in some way i got really really into like i i almost got into occultism but what ended up happening is, is shortly after I turned 18, well, before I start learning about, like, demons directly and, like, contacting them directly, I'm going to read this book that was recommended to me by this girl who broke my heart. Uh, It's called Hostage to the Devil. And I read it, and I was just, it's by a Catholic priest, uh, Father Malachi Martin, it's about demonic possession, and I read it, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, I have to become a... <laughs> thankfully that started me on my path my very very slow painful path to catholicism well to christianity and then to sanity and eventually to catholicism and healing and being a much better more productive today i'm in my late 20s now but yeah it, and here's the thing so i've been psychologically screened for a lot of disorders Um, One thing they absolutely could not locate was psychosis. I don't have a trace of psychosis. Not one trace of any kind of psychotic delusions or anything like that. But I was so isolated. I was so gaslit. I had such weird views that I could delude myself. Uh, Just intellect, I could my mind was so messed that I could become deluded through my own messed up view of the world. I didn't need to have auditory hallucinations. I didn't need psychosis to become. Right. And and yeah, just reemphasize. I absolutely do not have a trace of psychosis. I have been extensively screened for it more than once.
1: It's just taking isolation. So taking someone who's a little socially awkward, maybe even a bit autistic, add all of this crap, consumerism, with this profound loneliness, it can't help but manifest itself in things like what you described. And if you have, like, real mental illness, you get things like Randy Stair and Chris Chan. And, you know, I...
2: I Oh, and I I would like something else. Uh Uh-huh. I did almost like so, okay, so I'm 29. Um, back when I was 17, 8 was 2009, 2010. Now, thankfully, when I started developing gender dysphoria around that period, uh, for whatever reason, I mostly weird complexes around my height and my lack of masculinity. People didn't enable me or comfort me or tell me like, oh, you'd make a beautiful woman. Oh, you're so valid. Oh, you're so this. I didn't get any of that kind of affirmation. People told me I'd be one ugly woman. And thankfully, I believed them. And it's scary to think for me that had I been born just a few years later, I would have been enabled by my life.
0: Yeah. like Yeah. Like all of our institutions,
2: (laughs) and by all of our institutions at the time, that was still unthinkable, you know.
1: Right, I'm I'm gonna say a a very bold Uh sentence Mm -hmm. Bishop Barron and Jordan Peterson do not have the power to prevent more Christians from coming into being because (laughs) they do not get it,
2: they don't get it, no, right. But, uh, yeah, so, so,
1: what is the it? What is the it that they don't get? Because how I often feel and kind of the impetus for this podcast was there are no adults in the room. Even people who claim to be adults um, don't know what the heck is going on, nor are they saying anything really helpful to ameliorate it. That's not to say everything Bishop Barron and Jordan Peterson say is this bad, get, caught, get set down. But they don't have... Even if you had, like, one Bishop Baron and Jordan Peterson in every city, it, I don't think it would have the power to really ameliorate this chaos exemplified in people like Chris Chan. So what is the it that they don't get? Are you from asking us? Yeah, from your guys' perspectives.
2: Well, they're still fundamentally liberal ideas about compulsion and self-definition in some ways,
0: uh, and, it, and they uh, also they they also just fundamentally don't don't have a grasp of the of, of the the totalistic nature of of um, of the kind of ideological poison that that enables people like you know. Not not just Christian, but just like Zoomers, uh, being raised in in, in in today's culture, being raised on the internet, being raised on TikTok and 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 Twitch and etc. They don't understand how uh, how they they don't understand the imperialism of of th- this ideology that if you concede even one premise to them you Mm -hmm. concede you concede the whole package uh if 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 you uh you know bishop baron i think is a good example like he'll he'll say like you know we we made a lot of political progress uh within the last few centuries and it's like well no i can think
2: of a really good example actually yeah like a very poignant example so one time um you know Jordan Peterson was doing his whole "who's to use your gender pronouns" thing in front of some uh, interviewer, and the interviewer was like, "Well, um, so you think it's okay for like a a, a Christian store owner to discriminate against uh, gay people?" It's like, "Yes, because it's their business, and they can do what they want, and they shouldn't be forced." and then the guy's like, "Okay, well, what about like if they were black or something, or an interracial couple?" And he's like, "Oh, maybe I was wrong then."
0: And yeah, he didn't I know remember to, that he interview. Didn't know, he didn't
2: know how to, you know. Well, I mean, and even because, when... because the idea that there is a fundamental moral distinction between the two is just inadmissible. That you can then that is then politically actionable is just inadmissible to the liberal mind. You know it's always about you know uh, you know some kind of vague structural idea of uh treating all these things differ radically in content the same way uh, just no moral content what the system and no willingness to admit any right. into it unless it's been smuggled in under the pretense of being neutral and not having moral content. Like, you know, how utilitarianism is kind of the default moral system that's brought in, even though it is not remotely obvious. and doesn't have any kind of metaphysical anchoring or justification.
0: Yeah. And even the fame that this um, confrontation he got into with those academics about, uh, you know, Transphobia or whatever. I think he lost that exchange because uh, he he conceded too much ground. You know, he essentially said, "Yo, well, there's nothing necessarily intrinsically wrong with with uh, trans identity or whatever. It's just it's just uh, imperialistically imposing you know your your pronouns on everyone is else." Is but as, as like, you
2: as you very astutely observed right away, it would suck to be misgendered if you really yeah, like... were a man. <laughs>
0: If yeah, if if there was like we could say ontological legitimacy to trans identity, misgendering would be an injustice. Like it, it would be wrong yeah. to deny like equal well, access to facilities based on gender identity. I, 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 I'll order.
2: give a perfect example. I'll give a perfect example. Let's say you're a guy who looks kind of feminine, right? Um, and will often think you're a girl from far away because you're like an anime pretty boy. Yeah, it would be shitty if people referred to you as she all the time. Right. Because you're a guy! But <laughs> well, the thing is, is. Uh, it's a part of this, a big flow of, like, going to. And we've discussed this sort of theory, and it's like. Sort of how trans ideology stems from our attitudes towards sex to an extent.
1: Right. The... May I? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You can explicate it.
2: Well, okay, so we decouple sex from reproduction, right? And we decouple sex organs from their reproductive telos. But in so doing, we remove the really only hard division between male and female there is. the, But by saying that there is nothing essential to the sex act and to sex organs, you are then saying that there is nothing essentially different about men and women, other than the fact that they possess different differently shaped buttons for pleasure or something like that, Mm -hmm. Very arbitrary. And so, you know, your ideas of masculinity then become shaped by, um, you know, what are stereotypes, which apply to some men and some women. And then masculinity is judged purely in terms of conformity to these stereotypes that when people can't conform to these stereotypes, they start thinking, well, maybe I'm trans. And then eventually, you know, the idea gets validated, it starts spreading, and then every guy who's a little bit depressed and shy and reserved starts flirting with this idea that he's trans. And it spreads like, well, you know, I am a a somewhat reserved, kind of closed off, sensitive uh, person who who writes uh, really, really, really emotionally aggressive letters to female friends. That doesn't make me a woman. I have male genitalia, which are directed towards fatherhood. But we don't have that kind of essentialist understanding and robbed of that kind of essentialist understanding and not will and people who robbed of that essentialist understanding, we end up you know, with gender bending and neurism. And unless you're willing take to accept that you are in some sense participating in the enabling. Right of these perversions, and
0: and our inability, you know? and our inability to to uh come. If to... you
2: masturbate, you are partially responsible. You are complicit in Christian. Yeah,
0: well, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, our inability to come to terms with with this uh, essentialist ontology, I think, is is what leads to the, I think, obvious absurdities of of how people react to the latest Christian story Well, where they will say things like, Oh, well, like what, what he did to his mom is like deplorable, but, but you can't, or, or actually they will say what she did to her mom is deplorable, but like, mis- like but you can't, but you also can't misgender her because her gender identity is you know completely valid and has to be, you know, uh, thoroughly, uh, uh Respected, and her her lived experience has to be like acknowledged and validated. It's his like well, weird,
2: his weird belief that he is a ghost that has been implanted into the wrong body, okay, is completely unrelated to all that other stuff about uh
1: sexually assaulting his mom. Gonna be
2: it's completely unrelated actually assaulting his mom to all his various delusions
0: right no, these to are his ability completely different, to, to his to his capacity to be manipulated by everybody else like <laughs> and yeah. himself his his capacity his his uh, susceptibility to gaslighting yeah like, like these, these are all like deeply hey uh... guys
2: guys all the many people by his lgbt today all those people, like the increasing number of like, I think it's like, like a third of teenagers sometimes, these were all just people who were hiding throughout all of human history. This is not a social or moral pathogen. They, they were just hiding all this Right. They are hiding throughout all of history uh, and suppressing them. You, you know how it used to be one in several thousand people who identified as trans? And now it's like like... It's like one in fifty, in, or something, in the state of Massachusetts. That's one hundred percent. Those people were hiding throughout all of history in the yeah. shadows, and, and they're they're finally able to express themselves. That's so freaking stupid.
0: I think I think Chris um, uh, development of like his his trans identity, I think, is is actually a lot less um aberrant than people realize that like, because he with him it started really from uh from fetishization
2: it's sort of a weird fetishes uh an obsession with sex chronic masturbation and porn uh it's this weird fixation on the idea that he would have like some future daughter who was also going to be his love interest.
0: Right, I, I I mean, and I mean, and these are kind the kinds of yeah, definitely applies here. These are the kinds of sexual delusions that are actually common among people who who, who end up like M to F or whatever.
1: The yeah, the, the thing too is is I mean, it's one of those things that even do you guys know who Greg Gutfelt is? Yeah. Uh so yeah, he's,
0: he, he's like a Fox's like comedian guy. Yeah, he, he,
1: he's, he's he's a shitty comedian. He's friends with Pen Penn Gillette, the Fedora man and anyway, he's like Fox News' token, like oh he's so he's actually funny and anyway. Uh he um so he was on some show uh that he he basically made fun of Christians on some show. I forget which show it was. I, I think it was... Um, ah, I can't remember. I can't remember. It, he appeared on, on, on some show like... Um, not Curb Your Enthusiasm, nor was it the Louis C.K. show, but it was a show like that. And basically, he was on the TV as himself doing a Fox News bit, and he was basically acting... So aghast and, like, seriously? At a Christian activist being interviewed on his Fox News program about why masturbation is wrong. And just him acting, you know, just so, like, really? Really? You think masturbation's wrong? And it's kind of... It's actually mildly sinister that like you can mock stuff like that when it's like, no, it's not normal behavior. I have an article here that I'll link uh, from Catholic News Agency by one Dr. Victor B. Klein, who does uh, uh, sexual therapy, does sex therapy. And the article is called Treatment and Healing of Sexual and Pornographic Addition. And basically he says that you can essentially create deviant behavior and any fetishization through masturbation-forming neuropathways
2: yeah Uh, a fundamental principle of neuroscience is that uh neurons that fire together wire together yes association produces causation in the brain and so for example if you're constantly watching porn and you know you're experiencing arousal while watching men who are naked in the image um you're eventually going to associate arousal with certain features and so it's going to induce certain homosexual tendencies in people who are otherwise not remotely disposed in that direction it's very very common uh i'm not going to name names obviously uh one obviously obviously i have never experienced anything of the sort
1: Okay, uh, so the, uh, I'll read it from the article. Just that One researcher, Stanley Rockman, exper- in his, his study, Experimentally Induced Sexual Fetishism, in the Psychological Record 1968, Volume 18, page 25, demonstrated in the laboratory how sexual deviations could be created in adult male subjects. He was actually able to condition, in two separate experiments, 100% of his male subjects into male deviancy. Fetishism. And so uh, it it didn't matter if the person was like a uh, Baptist or evangelical pastor, if they were really religious, uh, because this this particular experiment had a very large sample size of people, religious, non-religious, all different faith traditions. And 100% of the men were basically able to be like, made into a degenerate by masturbating to stimuli. Even if they had no attraction to it initially, by the end of it, they were all into, like, deviant behavior, like anal pegging and other more lurid things. And so, uh, we... So Greg Gutfeld, who is supposed to be part of the supposedly, like, right-wing Fox News channel, which I understand everyone knows that, like, Fox News, blah, 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 they're bad or whatever because... 2020 election stuff. But here is this dude on a TV show, basically mocking the idea that Christians have a problem against masturbation because of maliberty, because of his liberal framework that he can't get past. And so it's like the the common, the concept of the common good, the concept of good for basically any individual, it just doesn't exist in our society. Like at all.
0: Right. Or or, or it's so, so like wonder something, we or have... it's
2: something really, really toxic that gets smuggled in under the guise of neutrality. Right.
0: So so it's no wonder we we have no social mechanism to actually help, you know, people like Christian who who are, you know mentally and and maybe even biologically disposed toward like a ruinous ending like this, uh, because we, 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 yeah, I mean, we simply lack, uh, a, a collective, uh, understanding of the common good such that we could, uh, we, we, we could have the, the, the wherewithal, the fortitude, and the resolve to set aside um, our, our preoccupation with uh, autonomy and liberty, and, and, et cetera, and, and, and actually have, uh, help these people be directed toward their, their, their supernatural and natural ends.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: because it, it, imagine if like imagine if Chris Chan could have been taken care of by like I don't know uh,
1: like counselor monks or something yeah yeah I was just gonna mention like monastics or something yeah that that were explicitly I mean that would that would require the church to do its job. Right, uh, you right, know, of and and that's just not. That's I mean, it not... just
0: goes to show that, like, uh, uh, today, uh, people like this are, you know, another thing is we we've, we've also, uh, for whatever reason, come to believe that institutionalization is necessarily inhumane, and so we have this idea that uh, that people who you know, labor under the, or suffer under these, um, uh, mental deficiencies that the best thing for them is just to like integrate them into like normal society. And I, I think we should, we should be, we should realize right now uh, by now, at least that that's, one of the worst things that you
2: can do that's a really 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 big problem in the educational establishment it is it's it's
0: terrible Um, and 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 i think you see it in someone like christian i mean that's not necessarily even though you know the the educational system and his life do overlap but 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 specifically when we're talking about you know uh cultural and 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 social outlets, someone like Christian cannot handle them. He, he, he cannot integrate the stimulation that these outlets provide without spiraling further and further and further into uh, delusion, psychosis, sexual confusion. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And the thing is that none of this will be helped in Jordan Peterson and Bishop Barron my two uh re- so bishop barron and jordan peterson I'm u- I've been using in this episode as one being a bishop who is meant to represent the religious solution and the other jordan peterson representing the secular psychological solution many boomer conservatives would say that they represent in some way the best of what they represent neither of them have a solution to this because they already concede too much ground yes
2: the solution is beatings
1: <laughs> I mean uh not really but not not really but a bit of a firm hand would help yes absolutely um I think
2: in, in his case being institutionalized
1: yeah um and, you know if people that dare watch this horror um can do so I uh, uh there's other stuff. That we could talk about, but I think fifty-five minutes is a is a good amount of time to spend on this historic event. Yeah, um,
0: yeah I mean, we didn't want to necessarily get too much into this, but I, I think we just wanted to like.
2: It's a good casual conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and sort of just like tie in the relevance of this story with with um yeah. with the with 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 the importance of.
2: Man, Catholic anthropology. Man, on a certain note.
1: Well, you're going to anyway, so.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, basically, the overman and the last man are the same thing. And you're never going to convince me other trans people are not the ultimate examples of Nietzsche's Superman. Prove me
1: wrong. Perfect. Autonomy. Which is, is
0: so true. It's like. Throwing off the shackles of Christianity, it's not going to end in like I said this on Twitter like a couple days ago. It's not going to end in the gigachad. It's not going to culminate in 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 what like a lot of right wing anti Christians uh, conceive of as like the Ubermensch. Uh, it's going to culminate in Christian. It's going to culminate in the. Uh, Secretary of uh, the, the Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, right? It, 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 it's going to culminate in dysgenic freaks.
1: Yep. Stop, stop committing morose morose delectation Look it up. Read a book. Stop committing morose delectation Ah, to... moral
0: theology turn. Yes.
1: Stop committing morose delectation I say a third time. To anime hentai. Go to church. Have, meet some people. If you have to socialize online, socialize with people who are animated by a uh, belief in the common good and in a authentic spirituality rooted in the incarnation of Jesus Christ.
2: Pray to sorrowful mysteries. They and, help.
1: And, and uh, hang out and get involved in IRL too. Because there is not that much difference between you and Christian. You might think there is. Ah.
2: I mean, I don't think being online a lot makes you like.
1: Chris no, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if people, it is more easy than people think to slip through the cracks and become mm-hmm. a creature of darkness like Chris Chan. Well, well, let's yeah. put it this way. I mean, look. Uh,
0: yes, Chris Chan's uh, mental deficiencies and his autism—they like, made him certainly disposed towards certain. Uh, Shall we say obscene activities? But uh, you don't have to be autistic to uh, be uh, lured into. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't. You don't need his his uh, predispositions to be sucked into moral depravity. You know. So, so while while you might not, uh, there might not be a temptation for most people to turn into like an exact imitation of, of, of Christian. Nevertheless, uh, there is, uh, there is an active temptation in this day and age to, to, to be sucked into all kinds of, uh, moral depravities that we, we always have to, we, we always have to be on guard against it. Even, even if you're, uh, even if you, you know, intellectually assent to all the, all the teachings of, uh, Catholic church, if you're not fortifying yourself spiritually, if you're not fortifying yourself, uh, in, in learning even more about the faith in, in frequenting the sacraments, uh, God isn't mocked, you know, and, uh, and sooner or later you might be, uh, you might be gradually and gradually and gradually, uh, Orienting yourself away from His grace uh, to where you know it might not, might not be easy to discern, you know the 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 preceding and succeeding stage of that. But if if you allow that to happen for too long, uh, eventually you'll become uh, unrecognizable and may even lose the faith.
1: Christ was crucified between two thieves. Do not despair; one was saved. Do not presume the other was not. So, yes. Uh, let, let, let the testimony of Christian Weston Chandler, uh, who now goes by Christine in his darkness, let that be a lesson to everybody. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to take let the Zither music uh, take us out. We're, uh, us uh, folks are going to have secret conversations, which will not be posted to a Patreon. Uh, so uh, you, we'll see you all guys later. See yeah. ya.